Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, Robbie, we'll skip that. Yeah, all right, yeah. Robbie, he won last night. Panthers played tonight. All right, you got it. Go, yeah, Panthers doing. at 7. Check that out. Ira Winneman joins us right now on the guest line. Ira, <laughs> thanks for the time, man. Uh, I hope I don't have to go as quick as the headline. No, no, no. We, I'm, just, I'm just trying to make way for you, man. Uh, by the way, I was brought to us on the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Uh, good win for the Heat last night. They certainly needed it. Can't, can't gonna lose three in a row going back on the road the way they play on the road. So uh, good to see them uh, get back in the friendly confines and pull one out last night. What would you make of the performance? You know what, and I think more than anything, it turned into, to a degree, the Brooklyn game and the Knicks game where they had a comfortable lead and then all of a sudden they didn't. And this time they were able to finish it, both with offensive and defensive plays. I think that was really important as much as getting back home and getting the home win and ending the first losing streak of the season. The way they finished the game as closers was encouraging because, again, those kind of situations are going to be the playoff type of situations. When it's on the line, when your leading man is being taken out of the game or is simply not having a good game, who else steps up? And those two late Kendrick Nunn baskets, for example, and what they did on defense at the close, I thought that was the most important thing last night, that they were able to avoid the type of collapse we saw in Brooklyn and New York. I thought that was really heartening for them. He was really great yesterday. I mean, 33 points. It was a super efficient night for him. Um, This... This this season for him, I mean, it started off, you know, bursting onto the scene. He's got a couple of Rookie of the Month awards now, um, but but you know, there have been the the struggles there. Uh, was it good to see him have a night like that where you know Jimmy didn't really have the shot going and you needed somebody to carry you, especially with Tyler Hero out? Yeah, that, that, that's the main point there. With Tyler Hero out, I would say to myself. Who's going to be the secondary scorer? And you know that Goran's still going to hit three-pointers, going to have his moments, but he's also 33. You can't count on that. And so that was my concern going into last night's game. You know, was there going to be a guy, if someone was off, who would step up? That's what Kendrick Nunn is. Back, I've been going back and forth all season, who's the better rookie? There are moments when Tyler Hero starts hitting threes and you realize he has that one special skill. He could be a streak scorer more than Kendrick Nunn can. But what Kendrick Nunn showed last night, and to me, guys, this takes me back to that final exhibition game against Houston when he had the 40 points. He can do that. He can be the type of NBA players who can, player who can go off at any moment and have that big night. I'm not so sure Tyler Hero has the variety in his offense yet. That's what, that's what Kendrick Nunn has. He has the three-point game. He has the DeRozan-like mid-range game. He has, when he's playing well, the ability to get to the rim and to get to the foul line. He sort of fills all three boxes. So I think that sort of brought back the memories and made you realize how complete an offensive player he could be. So I think that was encouraging. And again, that's all you want from guys like that. If you can give me two or three of those every month, when I have my leading man in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, I'll be fine. I thought that was really encouraging last night. Yeah, we were talking about this a little earlier. Like I would, I, I was thinking to myself driving in today. Like if that performance was by Tyler Hero, I feel like we'd be going a lot crazier about it. And I think, I think the yeah. X factor in that is just the age because Kendrick is an, so an he's twenty five. He is an older right. rookie. Yeah. 
Um, but it's still impressive nonetheless. Like this isn't, you know, especially because he has he has dealt with some of those valleys and has had to deal with some of the adversity and the growing pains of the league. He's still going through that, even though he isn't he isn't you know the the the, the spry teenager for a couple more days that Tyler Hero still is. You know, he he has a maturity of being beaten down by life and having to learn life lessons. And I think when you go through those situations, say what you want about what he went through. You know, first in college, Illinois, and how he had a sort of resurrect his career than going undrafted and playing for the Warriors G League team. I think stuff like that really steals you. And it sort of makes you a different player that when you do hit adversity, it's not, oh my God, what do I do now? And you look lost. Instead, it's you think back to the fight you had to make to get back. I like those kind of guys. I like the kind of guys who have been to the bottom and have worked their way back because that tells me they have the resiliency that I don't say to myself, wow, Kendrick Nunn's going through two bad weeks, is that all there is? And there are guys and there are young players that you think about that when they hit that rough patch, they're unable to work their way back. Guys, got to be honest with you, there are veterans like that. You could almost equate that to the Dion Waiters situation. Dion Waiters either got himself or was beaten down. That's the kind of guy, I don't know if he has a resiliency of the mental part of the game. Same thing, and I'm not trying to be too unfair here, with Justice Winslow. I like the guy who's been to the bottom and fought his way back. Those guys always have a way of sort of pushing themselves back to who they truly are. Ira, another thing I would say about Tyler Hero, and we were talking about this when when, uh, Tobin talked to um, Pop yesterday, is that a lot of guys that come, especially to the Heat, and I noticed this with the Heat, they are kind of very passive no matter how dominant they were when they came from, you know, their former team or college or wherever. And Tyler Hero is one of the young guys that wasn't that. So it kind of takes you off guard because, you know, one of the things Pop said about Bam is that, hey, he wasn't very aggressive. He was kind of, you know, he he deferred deferred a lot. And and that happens a lot with the Heat. Um, So when these guys go somewhere else. But Tyler Johnson wasn't like that. Tyler Johnson came and got the ball. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, sorry. And um, very aggressive from the get-go. And I think that's what catches us off guard more than anything on this team. Yeah, and that's the thing is some coaches are turned off by the arrogance. I mean, we remember that he got a certain championship guard from the University of Kansas who came in and told us he was one of the best point guards in the NBA. (laughs) But that fueled Mario Chalmers to a pretty good NBA career that if there wasn't that injury, probably still would be in the league right now. So there's somebody to be said for that. The difference is, is Bam Adebayo, I mean, honestly, he's the kind of person you would want to take home to meet your parents and meet your family. He's just a really, really nice person. And I think when he went to the U.S. trials, he looked around and he said, I can learn from these guys. I'm going to defer to these guys, just like he deferred to Dwayne Wade, just like he deferred to Jimmy Butler. That's just his personality. I think the misread there was that Pop couldn't draw out his special skills. The difference with Tyler Hero is he comes in, Pat Riley knew what he was getting. Eric Spolster knows what he's getting. They've had these kind of guys before. They've had the Gerald Greens. They've had the guys who have, Eric Spolster always uses the word, irrational confidence. You need that on your team. What you can't have is five irrational confidence guys. You can probably get by with two. So you're fine there, which is why I think as long as you have a Tyler Hero, you might not have a Dion Waiters because there's one thing going through a guy who has a 3 of 16 one night and then a 10 of 12 the next night. 
but you can't have two or three of 16s the same game. And you would have that with Tyler Hero and Deion Waiters, so it becomes either or. And last night to me, guys, not to get too sidetracked here, was so telling. You didn't have Justice Winslow. You didn't have Tyler Hero. You clearly were lacking in your perimeter rotation. And yet instead of turning to Dion, he turns to one more big man in Kelly Olenek out of the deep freeze after four games. One of my Ask Ira questions at SunSentinel.com this morning was, if, if Dion doesn't play in that game, does he play at all this season? And I've got to tell you guys, that was one of those moments that really made me wonder if that indeed is the case. Because if ever there was an opening last night for Dion Waiters to at least get the token minutes that Kelly Olynyk got, it was going to be in that game with those two guys out, and instead not even a sniff, not even a question about Dion. And I don't know about you, Tobin, yeah. but I wouldn't even ask that question in the postgame. They're a winning team. They never lose at home. I just think that would be a misplaced question. Yeah, it it, it, it really just has kind of gotten to the point like where, you know, like I saw you got the quotes from Spo the other day where he uh, – where he said he was yeah. sick. I'm just like, well, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is Dion in daycare? Like, my son is three. He goes to a daycare. He doesn't get sick this often with tummy aches. Like, it's it, no, they're not. And it's like, I, I almost wish everybody could just be more honest about it. Instead, it just you always got to come up with the the illness or the personal reasons and all this stuff. And it's just like for for a franchise that just that has never done distractions, man, it seems like they've just caused a ton with the with all this. And that's why I asked that question in a private setting. Matter of fact, I even asked Tim Donovan, the PR person, can I get Eric for a question after? And he goes to me, about what? And I go, I'd rather not say. Because I knew if I told Tim that I wanted <laughs> to ask about Dia not playing, right. he'd go, coach, would rather not talk about it. But I knew I had to ask that question. But I also know you can't ask that anymore in a public setting. It's not fair to Eric Spolstra. We know he has to talk in code anyway, and I'm fine with that. People ask me, what's it like for Dion to be in the doghouse? And I go, no, Dion is not in the doghouse. He's in the basement of the doghouse. He first needs to get resurrected back to the top level to get some fresh air. James Johnson was in the doghouse. And he worked his way out. You know, again, we always talk about players. I think he deserves a second chance. Right. Or I think, you know, you should get three strikes. He's, had, he's been suspended three times. I almost wonder, in any other sport or any other team in the history of sports, maybe outside of Steve Howe, the former pitcher, I can't think of another player who would still be with the team after three suspensions during the same season. So um, it's, it's an awkward situation. Well, you'll be happy to know that he is – uh, giving his wisdom down to the baby goat gang because yesterday on yeah, Instagram, yes. uh, Tyler Hero is wearing the Dion Waiters shirt and he, he likes it. Yeah, you, 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 you know what? This way, oh no, I mean, die! Oh, that's baby goat right there. <laughs> He's working his Wait, way back. Ira, what the hell did he say? <laughs> the first sentence, which makes him. Which makes him, again, you know what, I don't want to be that person, but there's sometimes, you know, with Dion where you lean in and you go, okay, okay, mm-hmm. like you're just trying to understand some of that also. You know what, the thing about Eric Spolster, which he's very good at, is he ignores all the off-court stuff. Because let's face it, and, and Tobin mentioned this when I was on with you guys a couple of weeks ago, if you were not going to play, play a player based on your concerns about him off the court, the day when James Johnson walked in in that garbage bag, in that spaceman <laughs> suit, you'd say to yourself, Something's a little off. And you guys saw the rest of the Instagram for last night, what James Johnson was wearing. The one thing about Eric, he'll put that all aside. If you work your way back and you do the right things, I love the quotes that James Johnson gave us after practice on Tuesday. 
He says, I'm up there cheering for my guys. And he even said it this way. Those aren't fake cheers. I'm rooting for the success of the other guys. He made a point of that. We've all seen the BS towel wavers, the guys who wave the towels and try to make a big deal, like, like it means everything to them that they're rooting for their teammates, but they're just doing it to be seen on TV. To me, that's the difference with a guy like James Johnson, that he was really staying with it and rooting for his guys instead. Uh, yeah, it, 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 he, and, and you know, it makes sense. Cause I mean, he was, I mean, look, we're, we're talking about a guy who's a couple of years removed from being team captain. So obviously his teammates like him and he's going right. to be invested in that stuff. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, I mean, we're, yeah, you're at the point of this where if, if Dion's not getting into that game, he's, he's never getting in, but it's also at the point where it's just like, I don't know how, like, I, like the cryptic, the cryptic uh, piece on, I'm just like. All right, like, what am I supposed to do? Who cares at this point? You know, I know he does. You know, if 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 they could find a solution where he somebody wanted him and 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 wanted to give Dion Waiters a, a chance on their basketball team, I mean, they would do it so fast to make it happen. Yes. But mm-hmm. they're not going to give away uh, an yes. asset and to you, make it happen. And right. and, and, and you I don't know, even know if anybody yeah, wants him. And if we asked Bo before the game yesterday, you know the exact quote Tobin he would give. If we said, with Tyler out, could Dion play? Eric Spolster would say this quote, I'm open to everything. That's his catchphrase. Right. That's what he walks out of the room with. But but clearly he's not. And again, this oh, he is said not that, he said that, to uh, me. Yeah, he said that a, a couple of a, a couple of games ago, the la- one of the last home games, where he's like, yeah, they're, they're on my mind. Everything's on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. and, and again, you have to say that, especially when a guy's appealing a fine three times with the Players Association. And you know, at some time, you're going to have to sit down in front of an arbitrator who you don't want the arbitrator saying, well, coach, uh, you said on January 15th uh, that you would never play him again as long as you were coach. You know, it doesn't work very well in a court of appeal, so I get all that. i got to be honest with you. I will ask one question the rest of the season on days like this. I will check with the team when they're about to fly out to, Can- to Oklahoma City, and I will say, is Dion traveling? And I don't mean that condescendingly. I don't mean it because I want one result or another. I just need to know. Same thing now with Justice Winslow. Is Justice Winslow going to make this trip? If you have a bad back, do you need to be in the air for three flights in a three-day span, coming back and finishing a back-to-back Monday against the Kings after playing Sunday in San Antonio? These are the kind of questions I totally understand that coaches say are distractions, which is why I tried to ask them privately. But these are also questions that there are no answers to right now. Will Deion Waiters play at all this season? I don't have the answer. Will Justice Winslow play anytime soon? I don't have the answer. Yes, I'm focusing on 18-1 and one at home. I'm focusing on second place in the Eastern Conference. But you guys do it for a living. And you know how fans are. We all are curious, aren't we? Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And this has been a season that, for all the good that has happened, there has been – a lot of questions. There's been a, there's been a lot of yeah. mystery that's surrounded this stuff. Um, and Eric ha- Eric ha- handled it well. The team has won. They've proven the other quote he always uses, we have enough. And they do. And he finds a way. And he did resurrect James Johnson. It's almost like if, if he really do have to go to that court of appeals and the arbitration with Dion, to me, exhibit A is James Johnson. Don't tell me I have an inescapable doghouse. Here's the perfect example of a guy I kept away during all of training camp, sat for two months, but he worked his way back, we worked with him, and opportunity arose. So that's the difference also. To me, that's the ultimate defense for the Heat for how they're treating Deion Waiters is the James Johnson example. And you know what? J.J. will help this team the rest of the season. 
Uh, just coming up on this weekend before we get you out of here, I have this uh, this this two game sure. trip that they got with the Thunder and the Spurs. We saw the Spurs last night, obviously, but uh, you saw Marcus Aldridge. He's trying to expand his game in threes, and Chris Paul. Obviously, there was a lot of people tying the Heat to Chris Paul this upcoming trip. Uh, one, what do you think the Heat need to prove uh, on this upcoming trip? And two, um, with how, with how good the Thunder have played, do you think that? Uh, Chris Paul's the the Chris Paul option. Do you think that it, it's it's opened itself up at all for Miami to go in that direction, or is the contract just too too gnarly to to get into? I think Chris Paul is playing at a level that any team would want him under his contract this year and next year. I think it's the opposite, Tobin. I don't think it's a matter of what Chris Paul's doing. I think it's a matter of what the Heat are doing without Chris Paul. In other words, if they would have gone into the crapper and Kendrick Nunn wasn't an answer, or Tyler Hero wasn't. Maybe you consider. But you know what? If you can stay as competitive as you are now for the next two seasons and then still at least get your hat in the Giannis Derby, you're not taking on that option year of Chris Paul. Chris Paul would make the Heat a better team now without question. Same thing next year, but not to the degree to sacrifice your future. He's playing well. The Thunder look like a playoff team. God bless him in the West. But I think you stay out of that contract. You stay out of a Kevin Love. You stay out of anyone that has more than two years left. The other name you mentioned, I, I mean, you were at the game last night, Tobin. I don't think I would trade for LaMarcus Aldridge anymore. I mean, Looks he's stiff. more like a corpse out there. Yeah, he really he's, is. He's, there's nothing to him. He is laggardly. He fell in love with the three. That's the problem with big men who fall in love with the three. It's a great added boost to your arsenal, but don't make it the only thing you do. I watched him run down court. He was gravitating like a magnet to that corner to shoot threes. I think he's taken it a step too far. Of the two guys on San Antonio who have two years left in their deal, Aldridge or DeRozan. DeRozan's a guy I'd be more interested in because just he's a gritty guy who can get you a bucket when you need it. Now, would I sacrifice much of my future here in Miami? No. But if they're willing to listen to Justice Winslow, yeah, I'd be willing to listen to DeMar DeRozan. I was very impressed with him last night, the way he pushes through. Tough trip for the Heat. I could see 0-2. What the Heat have to prove is that their game exports to the road. They've been terrible on the road the last two weeks. They've lost four or five. They had the gritty stand that they made in Indiana. So that's what I want to see. I want to see if the Thunder, I believe they have the first of the national TV games against the Lakers on Saturday. Will the Thunder be looking ahead? Steven Adams had a concussion last night. Will he still be in concussion protocol? That's important with the Heat's lack of rebounding. So we have to see the physical state of the Thunder. And honestly, I would think the Spurs will be primed for revenge on their home court. So that's a difficult game. And then it's a cockamamie back-to-back. You're playing an afternoon game at San Antonio on Sunday. You come home against a feisty Sacramento Kings team on Monday. So I think a 1-1 split would be fine on this road trip for the Heat. Thanks for the time. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Ira. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Ira Winneman. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.